You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the MLB Extras Minnesota Twins podcast. I'm Anthony Katchevins, joined by Doe Young Park, who is our new Twins beat reporter. And uh, Doe, I know you've actually been introduced on this podcast already last week at the winter meetings, but I didn't get to do the introduction. So now I want to get to know Doe. You're a Minnesota native, a, a Twin Cities native, and now you get to come back home and cover your hometown team. And that, that's that's the ultimate, right, for a baseball writer? It's really special. Growing up, I went to Twins games at the Metrodome, watched a lot of the guys that I got to cover in the future as an associate reporter play in the Dome, saw the Twins move to Target Field. You know, Minnesota and the Twin Cities are really the community that built me and made me who I am. And it's just a tremendous privilege to be able to go back and be a part of that community and help those wonderful fans connect better with this team that meant a lot to me growing up. And you had the winter meetings week. Uh, They didn't keep you too busy at the winter meetings. Uh, Like a lot of clubs, uh, they were pretty inactive at the winter meetings. So that allowed you to settle in there for a few days, get to know some folks, I'm sure. Um, But the Twins are in a really interesting juncture here as they, they try to take a step forward in 2019. And a ton of money has come off the books in free agency. Um, they started to apply that in small ways, you know, CJ Crone, Ronald Torres, uh, moves of that nature, Jonathan Scope. Um, we'll see what that all leads to. And we can get to those guys in a minute. But um, I am kind of curious about uh, what is the next step and what, what's the next thing they're looking for in this ball club right now? So I think the Twins front office, they, they understand that fan, fans are getting somewhat impatient. You know, everybody goes into the winter meetings, especially fans expect there to be activity with less of the understanding kind of that, you know, the winter meetings are more of a place for everybody to get together, but that's not necessarily a requirement for transactions to happen anymore. So I got the sense that Twins fans at least are getting a little bit antsy, but the Twins went into the winter meetings understanding they needed to improve, they needed to add one or two back end of the bullpen arms to bolster that bullpen, which is rather inexperienced at the moment. And they're looking to add another hitter. Just the, the thing is, they're in no rush to do that. They had pressing needs at first base and second base, which, as you mentioned, they addressed with the additions of C.J. Crone and Jonathan Scope, and they feel very good about those moves. So now the Twins were in a position where they're looking to add, but they have depth at these positions at DH and the DH type of role and in the bullpen. So they're waiting and biding their time for the right moves, especially with the relief market was something they were a little more unsure of. Remember last year at the winter meetings, there was a big flurry of relievers that moved there. And also with the addition of Edwin Diaz being traded by Dylan Jerry DePoto before the winter meetings, they, they were kind of unsure of what the relief market was going to shake out like. But they do have a better understanding after meeting with players and teams at the winter meetings now of where the relief market kind of looks to be heading this offseason. And that's something that Twins fans should keep an eye on. I'd be surprised if the Twins didn't add another reliever and um, take a good hard look at some major league bats out there as well. As you said, definitely uh, in the market for a reliever, but uh, you wrote a piece uh, on the Twins site this week about some internal options that, that could emerge in the closing role. Tell us about those. Absolutely. So the first one of those options right now is Trevor May. And he's a converted starter, and he underwent Tommy John surgery in March of 2017 and spent that whole time working back. Uh, But during the process of his rehabilitation, he was being stretched out as a starter again. 
But the Twins front office told us, hey, he came up to us and he said, I, I want to move back to the bullpen. I want to be a reliever. And so that's what he did when he came up when he came up um, in 2018, once his recovery was complete. And once he came up, Trevor May saw a huge amount of success out of that bullpen. He was four and one with a, he was four and one with a three with 340 ERA. And, you know, those, for those that like your traditional statistics and for those that like the underlying statistics, strikeout rate was a career best. Walk rate was a career low. And among current relievers in the Twins bullpen, the options the Twins have moving forward, he was getting whiffs, swings and misses on his pitches at the highest rate. And the hard hit percent, the percentage of bat balls coming off bats that were hit that were hit with a high exit velocity, that was also the lowest among all the current Twins relievers. So when you look at the periphery, so obviously he's going to be building up, continuing to condition over the offseason. But when you look at the current options the Twins have, Trevor May is certainly emerging as a candidate that has both the underlying and traditional statistics. And obviously he got a little experience closing at the end of last season too. And then another intriguing candidate that I talked about is Fernando Romero, whom we had an extended discussion about with the front office at the winter meetings. And one thing they love about Romero is that mindset. He's got that dogged mentality where he's on the mound. And I think uh, general manager Thad Levine said it best. He said, Romero thinks he's five inches taller than he actually is. He's not afraid to go toe to toe with anybody out there. And, you know, for those people that really look at those intangibles and the closer is the closer kind of guy, that looks to be that kind of mindset. Now, Romero's probably not going to figure into the picture immediately as he got some internal options. Trevor Hildenberger closed. Trevor May could work his way into the picture and um, whatever additions that the Twins may make over the course of the offseason. And the other thing is that the Twins also feel that Romero still has starter stuff. He's got that fastball slider sinker, and he's also got that changeup. And I think where he goes as a starter or as a reliever, or maybe even as a flex guy, they feel that he can, his stuff can play, whether it's the second or third, whether it's a five inning stint, whether it's the eighth or the ninth, his stuff can play anywhere. So that's one of those things where depending on how his changeup shakes up, depending on how Rocco Baldelli and Derek Falvey and Thad Levine want to creatively use their pitching moving forward, if that's an option, Fernando Romero could be a big part of that picture, whether in the early or late stages of the game. And that's so important uh, to have those internal commodities and, and to kind of dig deep on those guys as you did, because if we know anything about relief work and relievers in general, it's uh, you, you never know where the value is going to lie and, and where it's going to emerge from. And I mean, Adam Adovino is at the forefront of this particular market after a fantastic 2018 and four or five years ago, um, nobody uh, painted Adam Adovino with that brush. So, um, you know, for, for May, for the underlying statistics, as far as the, you know, as you said, the hard hit rate and the strikeout rate and walk rate and all that stuff. And Romero is a, a hard thrower within the system. I mean, you can sometimes spin those guys into gold if you, uh, if you find the right mix, but, um, you mentioned, uh, Baldelli, uh, and, and, you know, how he might utilize those guys. And it kind of feels like kind of like your experience though, at the winter meetings where, you know, kind of a get to know you period with, with some people in the front office and kind of that for Rocco Baldelli as well. I'm sure there are people there he hadn't even met before uh, arriving in Vegas. Yeah, in fact, there were people that he hadn't met before. And the twins, like I said, didn't have much urgency to flip flop their roster and treat, treat it as a swap meet, so to speak, going in. But one thing they really did feel that the winter meetings were important for was for Rocco Baldelli to sit down with these scouting and player development personnel and start having these holistic organizational discussions, big picture discussions. 
really under one roof for the first time. And so Rocco was able to do that. He Rocco, and he mentioned this a lot in his um, press conference at the winter meetings as well. The culture of this organization is a really, really important thing moving forward for him. You know, coming over from Tampa Bay, he had a very young roster over there. And when you look at the Twins roster, Jason Castro's entering his age 32 season. And as it stands right now, he is the veteran on this team with the retirement of Joe Maurer. There's nobody older than Jason Castro. And so one of the things that Rocco Baldelli is a person and as a coach, he, he really emphasizes good communication and making everybody feel comfortable to be themselves on the field and off the field. And I think that's doubly important for a young kind of breaking through into the major leagues roster still developing like this. And so that's something he's emphasizing. And now if the twins do decide to go more uh, less traditional with their pitching or whatever, whatever other usage that they're planning and Rocco coming over from Tampa Bay, notoriously progressive organization, obviously. And those those discussions are certainly being had in the ranks you know, you develop better communication, better trust among the players and the coaches. That Those are easier conversations to have as well. So one thing that Derek Falvey did tell us was that one of the things that Rocco did was he led a meeting among coaches and twin staff to discuss the culture and the behaviors they wanted to have as a staff when, when working with these players and when working as an organization. Baldelli is the new guard, but we have to talk about the old guard, uh, Joe Maurer. Uh, from the realm of totally unsurprising, the Twins will retire his number seven right. in the year 2019. Uh, the, the exact date is to be determined, uh, but it will come during the 2019 season. He is the eighth member of the Twins to have his number retired. And obviously, you know, very special for the hometown guy to become a hometown hero and uh, to have that number up there forever. Yeah, the writing was on the wall for this the whole time. And you know, given given everything that Joe Mowers meant, you know, yeah, being the St. Paul kid, being the first overall draft pick um, coming up and, you know, just all the statistical and non-statistical accolades, you know, what he's meant to this organization throughout 15 years, three batting titles, only catcher to ever do so, fifth among active players with a 388 OBP once he retired, you know, that's that's what Joe Maurer has been. He, Joe Maurer has been Minnesota baseball for the last 15 years. And I, I'm sure the fans are going to, you know, the fans are thrilled about this and Joe Maurer having been Minnesota baseball for the last 15 years, it's going to mean a lot to the state to have his number seven continue to represent him in Minnesota baseball up on that berm at target field for years to come. So I think the, the thought was slash still is uh, that Byron Buxton could be the next great star to emerge from the twin system. Uh, obviously a ton of ups and downs so far in his major league career. And he was sent down uh, to finish the 2018 season at AAA. He was upset about that. He told the Minneapolis Star Tribune, I ain't sugarcoated nothing. It kind of didn't go over well. You could understand his frustration, though, but you could understand their move uh, with Buxton, given his struggles in 2018. Where are things at with Buxton as the calendar flips to 2019? Well, that's one thing that the Twins are really emphasizing for 2019. I think those around Twins territory and certainly those within the Twins organization realize a lot of what's going to happen with the, with the Minnesota Twins in 2019 hinges on the continued development of Byron Buxton and Miguel Sano, who both had tremendous steps forward in 2017 and then saw that amount of regression in 2018. And you mentioned Byron Buxton. You know, he was playing through injuries last year. He was banged up. 
start of the year, you know, sent down on his rehab assignment and he never returned. And Miguel Sano, after his all-star campaign in 2017, you know, really struggled with his offseason conditioning that offseason. He wasn't hitting well. The Twins sent him down all the way to Class A advanced so that he could work out at the facilities down there in Fort Myers where the Twins have a strong presence. And Rocco Baldelli is paying personal visits to both Buxton in Georgia and Miguel Sano in the Dominican Republic this offseason. Sano has been active in engaging with the club during an offseason training regimen that they've been really hands-on about. And Buxton, like you said, kind of those residual feelings lingering from what happened in 2018. And that's going to be something important for, for Aldelli to address when he goes down and pays his young center fielder a visit. So the question for the Twins now is, you know, starting in 2016, when Buxton and Sano really broke out, it's just wait till you see what these guys can do next year. Wait till you see what these guys can do next year. 2017, you saw what this young core can do when they were fully healthy and everything clicked. The Twins made a run to the to the American League wildcard game and lost to the Yankees. But, you know, outside that young core, that was that wasn't really one of these powerhouse teams. You see, that was a team that still had its growing pains, that still had deficiencies in certain positional groups. And that team made it and that team made it to the playoffs. So 2018 was another, you know, wait till you see the step forward these guys take next year thing. And, you know, just due to injuries all around the diamond or other setbacks Jorge Polanco missed time with the suspension, that sort of thing. You know, the Twins never really had a chance to click even in 2018. So I think 2019 is going to be that big assessment year where you're saying, okay, Ken Buxton and Sano rebound because you have that young core that's all finally clicking and maturing now. Eddie Rosario's taking a step forward into stardom, if not superstardom. So so is Jose Barrios. He's becoming more consistent. Kyle Gibson coming off a career year. Michael Pineda's getting healthy. You know, all these sorts of things kind of point to 2019 as this okay, so what do we really have in Buxton and Sino? Are they going to rebound? Are they going to be able to be a part of this core that's controllable through 2022? And we hope to have a contending window through 2022 with these guys. All right, great stuff from Doe Hyung Park. Doe, congrats again on the new gig. Happy holidays and uh, look forward to talking twins with you more in the new year. Thanks for having me. It's going to be great to be on more of these. I had a lot of fun. Happy holidays to you and to all.